Sports Talk New York with your hosts, Mark Rosenman and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity, serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And now, here are your hosts, Mark and A.J. Joining us now is a man who has recorded, toured, and performed with, among others, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Diana Ross, Gary U.S. Bonds, Bon Jovi, Willie DeVille, Dave Edmonds, Bob Dylan, Keith Richards, Darlene Love, Ronnie Spector, Dion, the Allman Brothers Band, Kim Wilson, and Graham Parker. To put that into <laughs> sports perspectives, that's pretty much the equivalent of playing on a line with either Wayne Gretzky, Gordie Howe, Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, and Yaramir Yager. On February 1st, 2009, he performed and played baritone sax as part of a five-piece horn section with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band during the halftime show at Super Bowl 43 in Tampa, Florida. It is a thrill to welcome Eddie Kingfish Mannion to Sports Talk New York. Welcome, Eddie. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Uh, thanks for having me on. It's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, to, to say huge fan would be an understatement. And, you know, so one of the cool things we get to do during this show is whether we have athletes, right. comedians, mm-hmm. or actors on, mm-hmm. we get to reminisce about the first uh, things they've done, whether it be first games. And we're always amazed at the recall they have. So take us back to 1968, the first time Darkseid took the stage at the Hullabolo and everything that went oh through God. your mind. 1968, the, the Dark Side was a band that I played in in high school, uh, probably my freshman year in high school. And um, uh, we played all Beatles songs, cover songs. Uh, um, actually, it was uh, Little Joe and the Kokomos was the band that I played with at the Hollabaloo. Oh, wow. Oh. And, and uh, yeah, and that was one of like, the second band I was ever in. And... Uh, we played all Beatles and Stones and R&B at the time, and uh, they had a battle of the bands there. Uh, we we won the battle of the bands. We played uh, uh, "Hold On, I'm Coming" by Sam and Dave, and uh, I'll never forget it because I had a bloody nose, <laughs> and I had I had uh, tissue gauze up my nose, and playing the saxophone at the same time. <laughs> oh, and wow. but we but we won, so that's, that's all. That's all. All that matters, and uh, you know, and uh, it's been a full cycle for me. Talking about "Hold On, I'm Coming," um, I played that at uh, Madison Square Garden uh, for the uh, 25th Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anniversary show. That was in uh, 2009, um, uh, and I was asked by uh, John Landau. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's manager to uh, <clears throat> write all the horn arrangements for for that show, um, and uh, the E Street Band backed up Darlene Love, and it's uh, uh, pretty amazing. That, that... Uh, John Fogarty and and uh, and uh, Sam Sam Moore from Sam and Dave, and we played uh, Hold On I'm Coming uh, there, so it's followed me around my whole life. Yeah, and, and, and you, uh, didn't, you didn't have bloody nose that night, I hope. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> I, I tell you, I was watching the show. I was watching. You guys really know what you're what, what you're doing there. I mean, I I know nothing about sports, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate it. So, so let me ask you this question. Obviously, there's, there's Charlie yeah. Parker, John Coltrane. 
who are legendary, and then maybe even throw in uh, maybe someone that when you were growing up, you know, Dennis Payton of the Dave Clark Five in the 60s. How were you exposed right. to the sax? And, you know, what was it about that instrument that called to you? Who were some of your early influences that made you, of all instruments, want to play the sax? Um, well, uh, um, I had pro- probably my uh, junior high band director, William Shotwell. I, I think I was probably walking around the band room, and I was looking at the saxophone. It looked like I had some interest in it. And then... Uh, about a week later, he pulled me out of the English class and said, all right, Mannion, you're going to play saxophone or what? And I said, uh, okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, but, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, the, when the Beatles came out, everybody wanted to be in the band. And, uh, but, uh, there wasn't a real, wasn't a saxophone in the band, but they had the Dave Clark five and the Dave Clark five had a saxophone player and, and, um, um, and my, you know, Junior Walker was a big influence. Uh, uh, Junior Walker, King Curtis, um, and uh, Shotgun, Junior Walker, and um, you know, that's that's pretty much where I got started. So you know, it's also interesting because you know, for me, uh, growing up, I- I'm going to be sixty in-, in April. Growing up. You're going to be 60 in April. Yeah, this April. So so growing up, like my exposure to like the the big bands or orchestras were maybe the Nelson Riddle Orchestra during the Smothers Brothers. And, and, you know, at that time I may have been too young to fully appreciate, you know, all the different instruments. You know, maybe like the Beatles, you know, the guitar, drums, that that was my, my, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my lane, my comfort lane. Mm-hmm. Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes and the Miami Horns and obviously right. Bruce and Clarence changed all that for me. There's something so powerful uh, about the sound of a big horn section that just grips you. Right. What well, is, uh, you know, we, what we, is we, it? We, <laughs> you know, there's something that gets the adrenaline flowing. What is it about that sound that actually the Wall of Sound and Phil Spector knew about that gets everybody? I, don't, I think it's just what we were, we were what we were brought up with with uh, with stacks and uh, uh, Steve Cropper and um, um, and how the how the um, we all the records that we grew up with knock on wood midnight hour all had horn sections um, uh, the Memphis horns and uh, I guess the, the our horn section the Miami horns with uh, Southside Johnny and Asbury Jukes was pretty much um, uh, assimilated after uh, after the Memphis horns, and uh, this is, has that sound that uh, that uh, uh, you know, if a five five piece horn section. Um, we've always had five horns in the. The Juke horns and the Miami horns and the Eastry horns, um, two trumpets, trombone, baritone sax, and tenor sax, and th- that's pretty much the sound of uh, of the Miami horns. You know, it's interesting because you, mm-hmm. you mentioned you know mm-hmm. "Hold On" the Sam and Dave song, and anyone that knows that song 
immediately in your head you're hearing that da 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 right right you, that's right right away it's like it's a signature so the other interesting thing for me is aside from being an original juke you've also been a member of the legendary you know i almost have to stop and do it like bruce does the legendary e street band but um what are the dynamics like moving from Johnny's vision of what sounds right and Bruce's you know, vision of what sounds like? And what's the learning curve uh, of meshing into a band? Um, that's a big question right there. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, we're very particular about, um, you know, with Southside Johnny and with... Uh, Little Steven and Bruce Springsteen. We don't we don't usually have sound checks. We usually you're pretty much like rehearsals, and uh, we're always learning new songs and always always uh, um, working on the the show, and um, and that's what it's like working with Bruce. And we'll be you know we'll be uh, we'll go the sound check and we'll. And he'll have an idea for a new arrangement of a, of a song, or or we'll have a new song, or or work on uh, something that we've been been doing and change it. And uh, it's pretty much uh, constantly learning and uh, perfecting what we're doing. Um, so there's really not much of a sound check. It's <laughs> it's pretty much a, a rehearsal for the show. Cool. So you mentioned Bruce's manager asking yeah. you to piece together the arrangement. So what goes into that beyond your responsibility with your instrument, but knowing what else is going to sound good with those in your five horn section? Um, well, when you're talking about working with, with Bruce, um, we, we would pretty much have an idea of, of what song we were going to work on. By the time we got the sound check, and and uh, uh, we we would uh, get it close to what to what we think uh, it would sound the way Bruce would want to hear it, then we'd bring it to sound check, and then uh, and then Bruce would change it and uh, and uh, perfect that and. And then we go back to our dressing room and and work on uh, writing out our parts and memorizing our parts and um, and usually didn't leave too much time for it to <laughs> to hang out at catering. <laughs> you know. So, you know, so it's interesting also because you're also featured on Steve Van Zandt's Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul, Men with That Woman. Where right. and and this is extra special for me because you played baritone sax solo on the track forever. Now um, you played on a lot more famous cuts, but the reason I point that song out is it has significance to me, as I used uh-huh. the lyrics of that song to propose to my wife over thir- for almost forty years ago. Uh, so I want to personally, yeah. So oh, I, I personally want to thank you for your contribution on that track. Oh, but but oh, now, nice. but now that you're yeah, the horn director and arranger for Lil Steven and the Disciples of Soul, I have to tell you. And, and Rich played a little bit of it. I don't know if anyone really heard the the, the horn section of it. Uh, for me, maybe one of the most underrated pieces of musical genius I've heard in years. Um, in the song Communion, um, just right. just brilliant. Um, mm. What was the role in the process of that song? Because that that is a throwback 
And it's just so beautifully written and, and the words and everything about it and, and the way the horns pull you into that song. As the arranger for the horn section, what was that process of that particular song like? Well, let me say that uh, you know I'm, a, I'm the horn arranger, for, horn arranger for the horn section with Little Steven, but Steve Van Sant does all the horn arranging. Actually, what I, what I do is um, is uh, take my tape recorder and and he'll sing the parts that he has in mind. But and once once I have the basic part of the of the uh, the melody of the of the horn part. Then I, then I arrange it for the five horns, and Steve and I have worked together for <clears throat> for so many years that he pretty much trusts me to uh, to get everything exactly the way he would want it, which saves a lot of time because I know I know how to arrange it and for for his particular uh, liking um, with with the uh, two trumpets and the trombone and baritone and tenor. And then, um, and then I write that down, and then we have a rehearsal, and then, then Steve would uh, tweak different things and and uh, change the voicing if if it wasn't exactly right. And uh, but uh, so, so he does the arranging, and I write it all down and put it together, and then we take it to rehearsal, and then we change it a million times, hmm. and uh, that's how it that's how it works. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because the the energy mm-hmm. of a Disciples of Soul concert is, is pretty much. What, what was the last show you saw? At the Paramount, just, just oh, okay. yeah, recently, yeah. and you know, yeah. uh, it, it's basically uh, uh, you know one of those shots that they they you know they give you pure adrenaline to your heart <laughs> mixed with a Red Bull, um, whether it be the powerful backup singing dance moves of, of Jessica Wagner, Sarah Devine, and Tony right, Jones. Yeah. Oh, Jessica's unbelievable. Yeah, they, and, all uh, of it's it, it's insane. Like so, and then the five man horn matter section. Matter of fact, she has a solo project coming out that I just uh, <clears throat> wrote all the horn arrangements for for Jessica. They're, they're all and, phenomenal. Uh, I mean, sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but but I left that concert emotionally and physically drained. I'm wondering how hmm. they and you do that night after night, yo. Know, and, and it's obvious like, that you guys give your all on that stage. You leave nothing. It's like an athlete leaving everything on the field. How do you get mm-hmm. up the next day and do it again? Well, it's uh, pretty easy if you're in a hotel and you can sleep till two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you go to the hotel, a nice hotel, and uh, and uh, have a little breakfast, go back to sleep, and, and about one or one or two in the afternoon, you're ready to go. Um, it's pretty easy, actually. Rock and roll. Exactly. Rock and roll. So, so he, this is a question that we ask all our athletes or, or sports announcers. I'm going to put a little spin on it. If you had okay. the opportunity to get into a time machine and go back right. to any era to play sax with any band, what would it be and why? Go back with any era and and uh, and play sax with any band. What band would it be hmm. and why? Um. Wow. Um. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'd probably. Probably just go back to um, playing with the Jukes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, lastly, now that the Disciples of Soul tour is over, what's next for you? 
what's next is uh, you know we'll we'll see see what happens and uh, I'm working on a, another an album of my own and uh, so I'll be working on that and uh, you know of course I have my fingers crossed for for Bruce to maybe yeah. use horns on his next tour you and me but both. I have no idea how that's going to work out and uh, but that's you know always in the back of my mind that uh, that's what I would like to happen so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Eddie, thanks so much for your time tonight. More importantly, thanks for the many shows I've seen you perform okay. at, and thanks for being on the song that you know means a lot to my wife and I, the song Forever. Um, oh, you're welcome, Mark. You're really welcome. appreciate it, and great having you on our show tonight. Thanks so much. Okay, great. Thank you. You got it. Eddie, Kingfish Man.